And we're live. Awesome. Podcast number three. Number three. We're, 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 hitting this, uh, we're hitting this thing hard. Yeah, we're doing, I'd say, probably better. Not that I was doubting us, but I think we're doing better than I anticipated. Sounds like I'm doubting us, right? Well, I mean, what do you mean? Like from a consistency standpoint or just like how we're sort of flowing with the thing? Uh, both. I mean, yeah, both. Uh, I've, always, I've always personally struggled with being consistent with things like this. So, why do you think that is? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I, you want to know my input is? I think it's when you're doing a podcast by yourself. Sorry, when you're doing a podcast <laughs> by yourself, I was just like ten feet away from the mic. Um, it's hard to, you know, be consistent with it because obviously you're sort of just talking in general and in a way talking to yourself, which to some people it may come across as weird, regardless of how good the content or the information being brought out or distributed is. But I feel like when you have a partner in crime, <clears throat> myself, um, and then obviously with guest speakers and stuff like that, there's a good flow to it. It's like, you know, you're just listening to two people talk in a way, just shoot the shit type of I, thing. Yeah, there we go. First uh, first cuss word on the podcast. I like that. I told you this was PG-13. <laughs> you like that? Po- I give a lot of respect for podcasters who are completely solo acts because... That's yeah, not. Man, I don't know. Isn't one of your good it. friends, uh, for, uh, former coach here at Parisi, and also a co- strength coach yeah, at Florida. Yeah, Coach Gio. Shout out to Coach Gio. Coach uh, Gio. Toes on the Line podcast. Definitely check that out. Um, I wouldn't call him 100% solo, though, because he has guests on ep- every episode. What I'm talking about is podcasts who it's literally just them. Like no no guests, no nothing. It's just them. That's tough. That is tough because, again, it's like you're sort of almost going in circles with some things you're talking about. Or. In a way, I think you just have to be that disciplined or that intelligent to sort of just talk freely on a mic while being recorded and, like, keep a conversation going. It's like you're sort of having to imagine someone else there with you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it, it takes a special person. Yeah, my man. Friend, we're not that special. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's, get, let's dive into it. Uh, recap the weekend. How was your weekend, first and foremost? My week went as all right. I was here on uh, Saturday. I think you were here on Saturday as well. I was. Probably here on Sunday as Sunday, well. Monday, I, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, seven days a week. There you go. Um, <laughs> other than being here, I was I pretty much vegetated at home. Didn't really do much. Sat down. See, uh, rested. I, uh, vegetated. I, I like. The, yes, it's I like. Probably the, not the best way to put it, right? No, because it makes it makes you yeah, especially not as lazy a yeah, not as a coach. Yes, I was working. I see, was programming. There we go. That's what, see. But I guess consistent. because of being a coach for so long, if you're sitting still, even if you're programming, you feel like you're you're not doing anything. Like I don't know. Well, it's just because I think it's due to the fact of our quote unquote lifestyle. Are you fixing my mic? Oh, you're the best. Thank you. Um, you know, us preaching to others about you know the uh, the importance of you know. Strength training, training in general, nutrition, yada, yada, yada. We can go in circles with this, but, like, you know, us as coaches, we preach to our athletes how to live a healthy, quote-unquote, or, you know, an active lifestyle. And then we're at home on our butts, you know, whether it be programming yeah. or watching TVs or taking care of our kids, you know. Yeah, Shout there out to is Jace, that. Jace, son. Um, it, it makes us feel like, like we're not really doing much, even though we are. So it's it's like a double edged sword in a way. It's always been me too. Like I don't, I don't like sitting down and not moving. I, I think, know, which is agree. also why I'm in this industry. I, I think your body is designed to move. You should move. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen. Much respect to people that 
do that nine to five jobs behind the computer. Again, if they're passionate about that, like by all means, you know, kudos to you, but I can definitely speak for myself and probably bring you in on this. But like for us, like you just said, it's pretty cool that we get to go to work in shorts and a sweater, t-shirt, you know, sneakers and all that stuff and not have to worry about sitting behind a computer, you know, burning our eyes off every day from nine to five. Yeah, I'd say we're, we're definitely in a uh, good position. Oh, absolutely. That being said, there are hardships to this. The hours. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Are, do these hours, and I say this in the most uh, sincere way possible, suck? Um, I mean, there are days we can go, you know, six sessions straight. There are days we can go 12 sessions straight. That's why I think this goes back to episode one when we kind of hit on this. You have to love this. You have to have 100%. passion for it. Whereas... If you have an office job or a desk job or what have you, you can probably get away with it without loving it. But if you are a coach and you have zero passion and no love for what you do, I guarantee you will not be successful. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Oh, there it is. Um, I knew it was coming. For those of you that don't know, um, I've been using the term, it's funny that you mentioned that many times. And Coach Dan called me out on it on podcast episode two. So uh, if you guys are bored throughout this, please count the amount of times I say it's funny that you say that because, you know, you make be started to count in like the 20s, 30s, 40s, plus, whatever. It was definitely the, at least 20 in the last episode. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate <laughs> that. Um, hey, I, I didn't say anything was wrong with it. I just wanted to point it out. But so. now you're getting me to think about it. And now I'm going to like stutter over my words <laughs> so that I don't say it. And now people are now going to hear it and be like, yo, Coach Adam's got to go. He shot. He sh- yeah, 100%. <laughs> but... Going back to what we were talking about, um, with the whole, you know, nine to five gig and like, you know, doing what we do. I remember when I first got into this industry, um, I would say definitely one of my mentors, two of my mentors, Coach Craig and Coach Rich, um, you know, with regards to the, I guess, the business or the lifestyle of being a strength conditioning coach or a performance coach, what have you. Um, I remember them always saying to me, don't be a clocker. And it sort of, like, resonated with me. I was like, what the heck does that, like, don't be a clocker, man. And, like, now, obviously, being here for the past four, now going on five years, it's sort of now, like, clicked to me. It's like, oh, don't be someone that just shows up, does takes down a session, and leaves. Be someone that, obviously, differentiate yourself from the crowd. Be someone unique. Be someone that you're going to be able to gain more clients, more athletes, more business, and grow within this whole network that we have, not only within Parisi's, but within the network of strength and conditioning slash performance training. So I think that was something that really um, has elevated my drive to be a better coach, be a better, I guess, also sales slash businessman within this industry. Because us working in the private sector, you know, we're not like your typical college coaches, which don't get me wrong, they have it real hard, but they always have a consistent flow of athletes year in, year out, whether it be football, basketball, gymnastics, softball, soccer, what have you. Whereas yeah, us, it's like... We got we to gotta, we gotta fill our own plates. Hustle, right? Yeah. I know some people hate the word, but grind, I yeah, know, that comes I into know. play. I think, I think that's what changes the game for us as coaches in terms of you have to love it and you have to be passionate about it. Oh, absolutely. Because if you're not, there's no way you can't sell yourself. Oh, 100%. You can't sell yourself. People will see right through you. Oh, my. Especially parents. Because at the end of the day, like, a lot of these kids, their parents are paying for it. There are some that uh, some athletes that are a little bit older that are, you know, paying for the services that they want to get. But, like, these parents are, will do anything for kids. That's one thing. Uh, I'm not trying to get too deep into it because I don't have kids myself. But, you know, when it comes down to training athletes, you know, these parents will see whether or not you're legit 
Um, or you're just, you know, phony that just goes through the motions and just takes down sessions and just yeah. there for the paycheck. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Yes, we are also here from a financial standpoint, too. Oh, I got to pay my mortgage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to pay my insurance. Yeah. <laughs> so um, My son needs to eat. Yeah. Um, I need to eat. <laughs> but uh, I'm hungry right now. I know. This is actually getting me hungry. Um, but, yeah, no. Again, like Coach Dan says, I, passion, like the drive to want to be better. Um, we gotta, at the end of the day, we got to love what we do. And the rest will take care of itself. Speaking hopefully. of loving what you do. Go on. Tom Brady's got to love what he does. He's 43 and he's still doing it. Um, Super Bowl, baby. I mean, if he wins this one, this will be his seventh Super Bowl. This is now his tenth, ladies and gentlemen, tenth Super Bowl appearance. The man has been in the league for, let me see, he was in 2021 years. So that means half of his career, he has been to the Super Bowl. How... That's insane. That's when and, you and really not only think about that. That's half of his career. He has been to the highest of. He has reached the pinnacle of his sport, his domain. And what out of going? Well, now at the time, nine Super Bowls. He's won six of them. Six out of nine. When you think about that, that's crazy. <clears throat> For the record, um, two of those losses were to the Giants. They were to the Giants. Shout they out were, to the which Giants. Which is why I'm okay with Brady's greatness. Because as a lifelong Giant fan. I'm okay with Brady being great because He'll never we beat Brady twice. Twice. So I'm and that will totally always be unfazed in the record by book. great. I think I can appreciate his greatness more because if he if if he beat the Giants, then it'd be hard for me to speak about his greatness. But the fact that I know we beat him, I have it, no issues talking about the fact that he's 43 years old, left the Patriots when there was the whole thing about Belichick can't win without Brady. Brady can't win without Belichick. Oh heck yeah! This man. Left the Patriots, went to a seven and nine team, seven and went nine. eleven and five, and is back in the Super Bowl. And oh, by the way, what was the Patriots record this year? I'm not uh, even sure. I think they were also. I think right now they were seven and nine this past season. Yeah. yeah. Hey. By the way, hey. I just want to go off of what Coach Dan just said. He is in a Super Bowl. Oh, and he has beaten both the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers on the road against arguably two of the top five. Quarterbacks in the league at this moment, two of two Hall of, future Hall of Famers. Let's be honest, two also Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. But to play devil's advocate, does being on the road in the time we're in now matter? One hundred percent. You still think so? Absolutely. You, Crowd size is, can't be as much as a factor. One hundred. Okay, I agree. I understand you're still traveling, so there's that aspect. Think but. about it like this: time zone difference. Okay. To a certain extent, ish, ish. Um, the domain itself. You know, yeah, okay. At Mercedes, is it Mercedes Benz uh, Arena at uh, uh, the Saints? Uh, no, that's that's Atlanta. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, sure. not as well versed on these. Okay, on the well, names of let's the just series. go at New Orleans, playing at the Dome. Which, regardless if there's fans or no fans, it's still the Saints with the top. They have a top five defense, top rated quarterback, top five offense. I mean, I don't know how they did fairly this year. I believe they were top five. All right, fine. They 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 passed the first test. They lost to them twice. It is the Mercedes-Benz Super Heck yeah. I did look it up. One point for Coach Adam. Going against the uh, New Orleans Saints, who they lost to twice, and not only lost, got demolished twice in the regular season. You did did bring up time zones. Um, Forgive me. I think people who listen to this podcast are going to realize that Coach Dan, outside of strength and conditioning and training and things like that, I'm not very bright. (laughs) Is there a time zone difference between Tampa and New Orleans and Tampa and... um, uh, Green Bay? I'm not. Uh, Wisconsin, I think it's a So it's weird because, like, 
I don't want to get too uh, dive too deep into this, but I think maybe like an hour or two for like Green Bay because Wisconsin's a little bit more west. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans, I could be wrong. They could be on the same time zone as us. Oh yeah, so Green Bay's in Central Standard Time, so that's one hour. Okay. Behind us. All right. Not a huge different difference. What about uh, New Orleans? Looking it up right now. Oh, please, I, I'm hoping. Guys, just for the record, this is a strength conditioning performance podcast, so we're not a geography. Podcast. We are not, but this again. Coach Rich would be very disappointed in us right now, though. True, but just remember, guys. For those of you that are in this industry, fact checked everything. Ah, that New Orleans you do. is also Central Standard Time. Let's go. Three and zero, Coach Adam. Well, I'm just I'm. I haven't won one. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. Baby steps. But just going back to what we were saying, beats Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Goes to uh, Lambeau Field, beats Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, I would like to say, regardless if there's fans or no fans, Green Bay is very, very <clears throat> cold. Yeah. Tampa is very well, he was in He was in New England for a long time, and it gets cold in New England. Absolutely. But Gre- Green Bay listen, cold. But the the Midwest and uh, the Northeast, a little bit different in regards to the weather. No, Trust I me. I, I used to live in Michigan when I did my undergrad at Central Michigan University. Um, it is cold in the Midwest. Now, he's going against possibly now the new face of the NFL, the new face of I'm, football I'm in general. I'm a believer. Pat Mahomes. Oh, I'm a believer. Um, and if he were to beat Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, I think he's pretty much cemented himself as the greatest of all time. If you know, if he hasn't already, um, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure he's there already. You know, people always put asterisks. I, I do want to stay on Tom Brady. I think there's there's a uh, an important topic to get into on based on the fact that he's 43, still performing on a high level. Oh, absolutely. And how do we make that possible? But real quick, how bad, if at all, does Aaron Rodgers's legacy take a hit? Not bad at all. He's the, uh, what is this? I think, is it the fourth year in a row he's lost in the championship games? Um, I think definitely the second, because I remember last year they lost. Um, it could be, I don't believe it's four. It could be three. Well, should we Google that? Should we fact check that? Right, I'm going to fact check it. Okay. You might be quicker with the computer, but I'm pretty sure. If it, if it is, I'm pretty sure it's at least three. All right. So if um, it is three or four. You know, let me see. He has one Super Bowl under his belt, but couldn't seem to get the job done outside of that one Super Bowl. Well, here, you know, a beautiful thing, people. Um, obviously, don't do this if you're in college, but Wikipedia is a beautiful site. Um, I don't know how accurate uh, it is, but trust me, it has helped me through many, many, many uh, trials and tribulations. So let me see. Green Bay Packers schedules 2010 to. Let's say 2020. I think I might beat Adam to the punch here. Okay, you may be one to know for this then. But um, just going with what you're saying, and then you could obviously cut me off to let me know uh, how many times he's been to the championship. No, I don't really think it, it, he takes a hit. You have to understand, too, I think a few years back, he, um, I think he broke his collarbone. He did. And has come back and played at a, you know, two, two years at least, last year and this year, you know, Winning seasons, phenomenal, uh, you know, QBR rating, for not, you know, phenomenal stats and everything. Um, definitely he's gotten better coaching. Um, but at the same time, too, listen, I know it's, you know, it's a cliche thing to say. He's Aaron Rodgers. He, he, I mean, yeah. for, for a long period of time, he really didn't have that much help. And he was playing based off of pure athleticism and skill set. 
So, so and also he's getting close to his forties too. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. All right, three years. I mean, think about it. Thirty-seven in football is almost like forty-five. F- forty-five, right? Okay, then what's forty-three in football? Fifty. Mm. See how see how much of a jump I just won right there. So so Rogers. Uh, led the Packers to a 21-14 victory against the Bears. That was in 2011 in the NFC Championship game. Um, he's made three NFC Championship appearances since. Lost 28-22 to Seattle 2015. Yes. Uh, lost 44-21 to Atlanta in 2017. Uh, when Atlanta went and <coughs> 28-3. Sorry. Ooh. I had to bring that up. Sorry, Atlanta um, fans. Lost last year to know, San Francisco. Yes, lost last year to San Francisco. And then lost this year to Tampa. Mm-hmm. So, again, I don't really think it taints his legacy. Again, with regard, it was funny because I was talking about it with Matt Sims, um, who is an athlete here that co- both Coach Dan and I train. Um, looking forward to having him on the podcast, episode four, hopefully. Um, sorry, guys, I had to spill, uh, spill the beans. Uh, Sims Complete, uh, if you guys can follow him on Instagram, that's his uh, at handle. But... So I was talking about it with him today while we were training. And, you know, when it comes to the sport of football, it's not like basketball. It's not like boxing. It's not like, you know, even to some degree, baseball to some aspects where it's almost slightly individualized. Like if you have one star player on a basketball team, especially in the NBA, you're going to have a pretty good season, if not potentially Go far in the playoffs, but yeah, you're not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're gonna definitely need more star power, but you know, besides the point, wherever LeBron LeBron can go to the uh, Washington Wizards, and trust me, they will be number one in the East, or at least not two. If Bradley Beal is still there, then yeah, they're gonna be a pretty tough team. Team, exactly. But when it comes to the sport of football, you know, it's it is a quote unquote team sport. You know, one player, unless to be honest, Pat Mahomes maybe, ain't gonna change the entirety of the team. You know, you still need players on offense, offensive linemen, or a good running game, good receivers. You still need a key defense. in football, you need coaching. Absolutely. Whereas I think in a sport like basketball, you might be able to get away with a bad coach if you have a superb amount of talent. Will coaching get you over the edge? Probably. But you can get away with more in a sport like basketball. In football... I think coaching is, is, is underrated, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Coaching is huge. Coaching is huge. If you can't put the right, the right schemes in play or set up the right plays at the right times. Yeah, I, I, I really don't think – I mean, again, going back to the whole Brady versus Belichick um, comparison. I think that's Quash now. I think it's <sighs> – I mean, what if Belichick comes back next year and then goes far? I don't, I don't know. It, uh, listen, it, there's always going to be asterisks to everything. First, first things first, Brady's got to win this one. Yeah. Regardless of how far he went, listen, that's still, impressive. He got, yeah. But he still has got to win this one. Hey, Len, I want to say a side note. Shout out to Mr. Caldwell, Sanaya Sidney Caldwell. They're, uh, and you, Simeon Caldwell, their father is the linebacker's coach for the Bucks. Would you like to let our viewers know as to why you're shouting him out? I train uh, his kids. So Exactly. Uh, is it Sidney or Sanaya? Is that ASU? I'm like Sydney blanking. Caldwell, Sydney Caldwell. Is that ASU? ASU. Basketball. Um, just doing phenomenal this season. Obviously, it's unfortunate that there's no fans there, but still killing it. Um, Sanaya right now is a junior, I believe, at Saddle River Day. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, good luck with the rest of the uh, with the season coming up. I know it's a little bit shortened season, but um, obviously, our 
support and everything. And then Simeon just finished up football season, right? I believe. And it's yep. just tra- they've He's been training with playing. you. Yeah, actually, I got to actually reach out to him because he just went to a combine over the weekend. So Out in uh, Florida? Mm-hmm. Good for Down him. Florida, Congrats, yep. man. Congrats. Uh, you, listen, especially in now- nowadays uh, setting, it's pretty crazy how early and how competitive this whole recruiting process, these whole combines and, and, and scouting processes go for all sports, especially football. Oh, my God. There's so many different organizations, so many different scouting programs and combines that occur throughout the entire year. Yeah. It's insane how competitive sports have become. But that being said, shout out to Mr. Caldwell. Congratulations making it to the Super Bowl. It's only been there, what, I think it was going second or third year? This is his second year, I believe, That's at Tampa. That's insane. Second year at Tampa. Good for him. The, but, Tom, um, the Tom Brady effect. Let's get back to Tom Brady. Okay. What, what, would you, what would you like to talk about? Well, you reached out to me earlier. You wanted to talk about Tom Brady's 43. Yes. Still performing at a high level. Can I say something? Absolutely. 43. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Brady is 43. Played a full season. Went 11-5. Okay. Has a 65.7 complete percentage. Um, has been his best... In the past four years, that has been, oh, excuse me, in the past uh, three years, that's been his best. He threw for over 4,600 yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, a little high for him. Last time he threw 12 interceptions back in 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 12 interceptions is a little high for Tom Brady, but 40 and 12, I will take any time. Coach Dan, may may I state that he hasn't thrown past. 36 touchdowns since 2015. So it's been six years. He's thrown over 36 for the past six years. No, no. he ha- The last time he threw oh, over 36 oh, is you, now you, you, you. he hasn't thrown over 36 since 2015, which mm-hmm. they went to the Super Bowl and beat, I believe, the Seattle Seahawks then. Fact check me if I'm wrong. But, I mean, mind you, listen, he has Bruce Arian as a head coach, great you know, uh, coach, great offensive mind. He has obviously... Great talent around him from a running game, from an offensive line, uh, offensive line standpoint. Receivers loaded, uh, and I think I believe um, the Bucks are also top five in defense too. I mean, listen, he's put himself in a good position. I just looked this up now too because this is crazy. Tom Brady holds a career record of 124 wins and 35 losses, Gee, so including a postseason record of 16 and five. But let's talk about it. He's 43 years old, still performing on a high level. And Why? The, there's, How? There's some debates that he may, may continue on after the season. But again, let's get back to it. How? Um, so it's funny. I, I looked into it a little bit. I want to say, I think when he was starting to turn 40 a couple years back, because I'm like, you know, he, first of all, the man looks like he hasn't aged a bit. The man moves phenomenally for his age. And again, like we talk about, the man is able to play a full season availability the last time coach the last time he was out for a season due to injury which i think was an acl tear if i'm not mistaken it was against the chiefs wasn't it was i I believe so it was was 2000 2008 Mm -hmm. now pat still went 11 to 5 with matt castle as their quarterback but still the last time he was out which is what fueled the whole oh you know belichick brady thing too because they lost Brady. They still won 11-5, still went to the playoffs. It's, that's insane. But then they lost Brady again, 7-9. Seven 7-9. Seven the Super Bowl. Now, oh. mind you, again, there's a lot of factors. Obviously, the whole pandemic, players opting out to play this season. 
obviously the loss of their you know the star quarterback, having a new quarterback that hasn't played uh, in the past year or so. There's a lot of factors into it. Uh, I definitely want to see how next year pans out to see if you know Belichick still has it or if it you know really was you know how the, he bounces back is going to be huge. A hundred percent. Listen, if he makes it to the postseason. Regardless, Bill Belichick is one of the greatest, if not the greatest. No, I'm, coach of all I time. don't ever want to discredit him. I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Bill Belichick. I'm just, you know, trying to add some fuel to the fire of that talk. That Absolutely. Debate. But going back to Brady, I know we're like panning on and off with him. 43 years of age, still playing like almost like he's in his prime. Hasn't really missed any games, minus obviously with the whole deflate gate. He had to sit out for like four games and stuff like that back in 2016, I think. But I mean, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, w- let me ask you, Coach. What would you attribute it to? Lifestyle? It's 100% got to be his lifestyle and his consistency. I think you hear a lot about, you know, how he eats, how he trains. He's consistent. He's not just doing it during the season or during preseason. It's 12 months out of the year, 365 days out of the year. And being that he's that consistent with it, it's allowed his body to perform at this level. And it's not just him. It's um, it's people like LeBron James as well. LeBron James is 36. Arguably, uh, in terms of minutes and times, games played, things like that, LeBron, I, can't, I don't think you can put many athletes against him that do more than he does because he's NBA season. He's when he goes when he does the Olympics for Team USA. He was he was doing that for a while. So Absolutely. there is some seasons where when he was with the Heat, LeBron was essentially in game mode, game ready mode, every day the entire year. Yeah. Now of course basketball has been doing something a little bit different now with uh, managing minutes and holding players out for recovery purposes. Oh, that's a different that podcast. Another, that because yeah, I want to talk about that because. Debate. But nonetheless, I think uh, don't quote me on the number, but I think. LeBron James spends $1.5 million a year on his, you know, uh, whether he has a chef, his trainers, his coaches, nutritionists, all that stuff. That's how much money he spends per year. Now, granted, he's also paid a, you know, ridiculous amount of money that he can afford to do that. Not everybody can do that, clearly. True. But Brady's in the same way. He Brady spends money on his body. Just, again... Obviously, 1.5 mil, and I think you are correct on that number. We could definitely look at uh, look that up. Uh, but again, just for people listening to this, obviously you're gonna have to spend in order to you know be able to train, be able to get you know get the proper nutrition stuff like that. Yes, th- there is some cost cost effectiveness there. But guys, just to let you know, LeBron James is now th- 36 years of age. Okay, he is. Been in the league since what back in 2003? 2003, I believe. So now what, he's year. on what 18 years, going on 18 mm-hmm. years, playing at a high level. I think two years ago was the first season that he's actually like sat out for most of the season due to I think it was like a was a shoulder or injury of some sort. I'm not 100%. Don't quote me on that. He had a couple of injuries, that injuries. Was just yeah. And again, listen, as you age, you know, your body becomes susceptible to you know getting more injury prone and stuff like that. But guess what? Just won a championship last year, all right. Brady's going to his 10th championship game, possibly winning his 10th championship, 7th uh, championship uh, of all time. I mean, there, ha- like, there has to be some sort of method to their training, to their, you know, their nutrition, to you know, their sleep habits and stuff like that. I mean, I'm just curious, you know, how they live 
if I can sort of be a fly on a wall and see, you know, how they live their daily life from, you know, when they wake up to when they go to work to, to training to all this, I just, I'm just so curious because, again, 1.5 million is a lot of money. And the results show for himself. Mind you, he is a quote-unquote super athlete. He's a very talented player. I'm sure he has great genetics, too, for his physique. I mean, what, is he 6'8", 240-something pounds, and he moves like he's 180 pounds? Like, it's ins- he's a very gifted athlete. Same thing with Brady. Maybe not as, definitely not as gifted as LeBron, but has been able to play at a high level and at the age that he's at. It's insane. Yeah. So, again, uh, I know... Um, Brady's trainer, because Brady has his own, um, I think his own brand. TB12 method. TB12, yeah. I think uh, the trainer, if I'm not mistaken, Alex Guerrero. Uh, he's been with Brady, I think, from almost like the very beginning of his career. Or at least definitely uh, during the early stages. And, I mean, this is stuff that I've heard spoken to people about. Again, don't quote me on this, but like, I mean, his, from his nutrition to his sleep, um, and, and not just him, his family, his kids, his wife, um, it, it's very strict. And that's why I think you see him, he's like, he hasn't, it looks like he's, you know, 32, you know, plays like he's like, you know, in his early 30s and has been able to perform at such a high level. I mean, it's insane how strict he is. And that, I think, is the biggest takeaway is having that mindset of, listen, if I want to be good, you know, talent can only take you so far. Mm-hmm. Brady's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you saw his combine uh, um, records and stuff like that. I mean, I think he ran like a five three. Yeah. I, can someone let me? I have to. See I think this. that 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 photo from his combine. You know the photo I'm talking about. Absolutely. Uh, with him with his shirt off, where he does not look like he belongs in the he NFL. He looks like a scrub. He lo- like. I think the biggest thing for Tom Brady's longevity, like obviously we know training's important, right? Yes. But the nutrition side of things, I think, is the biggest thing. The fact that he's so in tune with his nutrition and so consistent with his nutrition, I think that's what's really created his longevity. For him to not only last as long as he's lasting, because he's still going, he's not done, but his ability to recover from practice to practice, workout to workout, game to game. The fact that he puts so much into his nutrition, I think that is like the difference maker. Because not everybody can do that. That's not easy. That's hard. Even for the people that are, you know, have millions and millions of dollars and they can afford chefs and nutritionists and this and that, it still doesn't make it hard. It's 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 definitely or a, easy. Sorry, excuse me. Still no, doesn't no, make it easy. easy yes. Yeah, we got what you meant by that. Um, it's definitely a very strict discipline to have, and I think it's crazy because having the support system he has probably from his family, his wife and kids, that also follow that same lifestyle, I think almost takes a little bit of pressure off of him. Just be, Or maybe adds pressure, who knows? Just because, like, hey, if my family's doing this, I have to do this, and if I want to continue being successful and continue pay, playing the sport that I love at, at a very high level, where the competition, I mean, yeah, the rules have changed a bit where the quarterbacks are a little bit safer in the sport, but still, it's still football at the it's end of the day. Football, yeah. It's still football. And there's penalties left and right, so it's not like yeah. it stopped everything. So Listen, it's still a hard-hitting sport, sport at the end of the day. Exactly. But at the same time, you know, being able to play at the level he's playing at, I mean, I, I would have to agree, too. I think definitely nutrition. And I also think, you know what? I think it's very undervalued a lot, but sleep is such a vital component to it, too. Um, we just had Coach Wood just enter in on our podcast right now. We're just talking about Tom Brady, Coach Wood. Unbelievably rude. Oh, the worst. 
Just kidding. Um, Coach, what's your at handle on Instagram? B Wood Performance 46? Brandon Wood 4646. Brandon Wood 4646. He's one of our directors of team training here at Parisi Speed School, guys. Please check him out. Full of energy, full of knowledge. A little bit too much energy, but that's besides the point. But going back to what we were saying, um, I actually just pulled it up. Brady ran a 5.30 at a combine. His vertical leap was 24.5 inches. He didn't do a broad jump. His 20-yard shuttle was uh, a 4.38. Three-cone three cone drill was a 7.20. You want to hear this? Guess what his body uh, mass index was? Uh, I'm going to imagine it was high. 26.03. That does not, to me, you read those numbers and don't tell me who it is. It definitely doesn't sound like a, uh, like a. Six times a legit, Yeah, yeah, like a yeah. Hall of Famer, you know, that's married to Giselle. Like, that's who, her name, right? Who, yeah, I think yeah. it's Giselle. Yeah, a phenomenal, beautiful woman. Um, but yeah. That's um, insane. But yeah, That's I think, insane. you know, and listen, the same thing could be said just because he doesn't have the same accolades as Brady, but Rodgers too. I think Rodgers actually probably have sustained a little bit more injuries, but has always been able to come back and play at a high level too. I don't know what his strength conditioning program is. I don't know what his nutrition program is. I don't know what his sleep schedule is like, but I mean, I would have to assume it's pretty darn good. I'm pretty sure he spends a good amount of money on it. So, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, pretty much what Coach Dan and I were just wanted to discuss basically is you know the value we see in training and nutrition for these you know athletes that play at a high level and same thing goes for kids and um you know young adults that play whether it be youth high school college too it's just it's just as uh important i mean that's why you see a lot of these colleges spending millions and millions of dollars on their in their athletic department and i think the big thing to take away from this too is that's where it starts so if you're if you're currently an athlete and you got some you know big time dreams you want to be successful in the NFL or what have you whatever professional sports organization the consistency and the habits start now. You don't just get there and then start it because if you don't start now you're probably not going to get there. Definitely. You definitely want to be ahead of the ahead of the curve. Um, and again, I think it comes down to a to a great mindset and and culture whether it be on the in, within the team at home or even with your, your coaches, whether it's skills coach, you know, strength conditioning coach, performance coach, what have you. I, again, I definitely see the, the, the value of having, you know, again, I, I don't expect these kids to have nutrition and stuff like that, but definitely have proper eating habits, healthy eating habits. And then at the same time, too, listen, it's not a bad thing to start your kid with weight training or, you know, speed training or agility training at a young age because they're only going to develop better habits down let's, the road. Let's squash that now. What's, what's the number one myth? I still get it to this day from parents. What do they say to you? Oh, I don't want my kids lifting weights. Why? Why don't yeah. they want them lifting weights? It's going to stunt their growth. It's going to stunt their growth. So let's clear this up now. There Coach. is no scientific evidence to state that lifting weights at an early age will stunt your growth. The Bang. only way your growth will be stunted is if I throw a dumbbell at you and damage your growth plate, and now there, boom. Yes. If you're damaging your growth plates, yes. If you are lifting with a professional who knows what they are doing and understands the human body, I can promise you their growth would not be stunted. Yes. Again, like Coach If Dan's anything, with the increase of uh, growth hormone and testosterone, all those things, it could accelerate. I mean, there might not be any evidence to support that, but 
who's to say it won't? Who's to say it won't help growth and benefit growth? It def- Listen, whether it not be just obviously growth, you know, getting taller, definitely in muscle mass and well, physique. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of benefits. There are more benefits than there are non-benefits to strength training for young, young kids. Like Coach Dan says, with a professional, all right? I know we get too caught up with Instagram and all, whatever the new sexy drill is and, and, or new sexy type of training style is. Again, yes. Can there be damages to strength training? Of course. But if you're with a professional that knows what they're doing and knows how to properly program and how to properly work with your son or daughter or said athlete, there will be more positives than negatives to that. Absolutely. I think we should – we can't end this podcast without doing a Super Bowl pick. I don't even know if we'll, – well, Super Bowl is, what, two weeks away? I believe so. Pro Bowl like next week. I would like to hope we have these episodes out before then. I believe so. If not, well, then we'll, we'll figure that out. But We definitely need to get this out Super Bowl there. pick. Who uh, do you got? Chiefs? Bucks? Honestly. We should do who's going to win, obviously, and a final score. Final, okay. It's final score. Okay. I'm going to say – this is hard. I'm gonna say Brady, just because they are getting the the Bucks are getting hot at the right time, and mind you, they are a very good team, but they're getting hot at the right time. And I'm gonna go and say 31 Bucks, 27 Chiefs. Coach, I'm gonna go Chiefs. I like that. 36-31. Ooh. So we're we're in agreement that at least it's like. It's going to be a, Within a, a, a one, t- one score game. game. One score so, game? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, uh, what was it? What was it? Seattle Broncos? Oh, yeah, where it's like 45 oh, to like, at MetLife, by the way, the first time that they ho- yeah. hosted the Super Bowl in God knows how long. Oh, geez. Well, ever. MetLife hasn't been around that long. If you're talking about MetLife. Oh, okay. oh wait. You know what I mean. Giants in MetLife. Yes. Yeah. In East Rutherford. Yes. But, all right. So, you heard a coach. Uh, you heard, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Dan has the Chiefs 36 to 31. That's right. I have the Bucks 31 to 27. All right. This is Coach Adam and Coach Dan with the coach's table. I hope you enjoyed your seat at the table, the coach's table. Ooh, PG. I'm going to bleep that out. So when you hear the beeps, I just said something that should have been said. I like it. We're, we're going straight to rated R. All right, guys. Have a great day. Uh, st- uh, stay tuned for next episode with, uh, remember, Matt Sims. Um, looking forward to having him on the show and, uh, we'll talk to you then. Peace.